Dateline, a long time ago. Galaxy far, far away. The clone armies of the Republic were spread out across the galaxy, fighting droid armies of the Separatist movement. And from the front lines of the battle comes Frontline, the Clone War podcast, with your host, Michael Cohen. And now, Michael Cohen. Welcome to the 22nd episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast for the season one finale, Hostage Crisis. I am your host, as always, Michael Cohen, and welcome back to Frontlines, because uh, obviously uh, earlier, or well, I guess last week, well, I guess earlier this week, yeah, uh, you guys were treated to an episode of Frontier, the Star Trek podcast. So uh, we're back with Frontlines. It, it was only an April Fool's joke, so just relax, chill out, calm down. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. Frontlines is here to stay. I, I'm, I don't intend on, on quitting on you anytime soon. So uh, with that, why don't you guys strap yourselves in because we got news. We have uh, an episode recap and, and lots of mail to read. So uh, here we go. First piece of news is that Matt Lanter, otherwise known as Anakin Skywalker on The Clone Wars, uh, is on the show 90210. Uh, for those of you that are into the WB teen drama scene, Matt Lanter has appeared in two episodes of the show uh, so far and will be a reoccurring character for the rest of the season. Uh, if not for the rest of the series, I don't know, we'll see. Uh, he plays bad boy Liam, a new classmate at West Beverly High School. So, uh, my girlfriend likes to watch this show, so, uh, so I am actually, uh, privy to, uh, Matt Lanter's recent appearance on the show. Um, I'll say, I don't know, I, I, it, the show was alright when it started, but it's kind of getting a little bit goofy now, like, the, the teen drama aspect of it is, is kind of, like, amping up to the point where it's almost ridiculous, like, even more so than a show, like, Smallville or uh, I don't know what else what else well what else do I watch on the WB uh, well actually it's not the WB it's CW sorry my bad um, it's been CW for like two years now and I'm still calling it the WB uh, but it is like a WB team drama like One Tree Hill it's uh it's it's as bad as One Tree Hill let's say that so I don't know if you I, I'm not saying that One Tree Hill is a bad show but the teen drama is as far gone as One Tree Hill, which is, like, one of the most intense. I've never even watched a full episode. This is just what I gather from commercials of One Tree Hill. 90210 is on that level, where it's like there's 15-year-olds professing their undying love for one another and then having psychotic breaks when uh, that love isn't exactly met with approval. So that sort of thing. Uh, but Matt Lanter's character is probably like the most refreshing character on the show because he's not as obnoxious and out there as some of the other ones. He's a, he's a street racing sort of bad boy kind of character. I don't know how else to, how else to describe him. He drives around in his muscle car, wears a leather jacket. I, I guess that's all you really need to know. Um, punches a guy out in the last episode for uh, for looking at at this one girl the wrong way. So um, if you're into that sort of thing, check it out. Uh, if 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 you're not into the WBCW drama, 
teen drama sort of thing, then then it really it's not for you, so don't bother. Um, he's one of about like fifteen characters on the show, so it's not like he gets a lot of screen time. Um, but if you want to support him as an actor, then definitely check it out. Uh, second piece of news: the Force Unleashed special edition is coming. This is from EUCantina.net, and they say. According to Gamefly, the popular video game renting site, this September will see the release of a special edition of the LucasArts hit Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which was released on multiple systems last year. Um, the special edition will apparently be available for the PS3 and Xbox 360 consoles with a tentative release date of September 30th, 2009. Uh, and you know, obviously Star Wars is known for special editions. Um, and then they updated it, updated the story with this piece of news. After contacting LucasArts for any comment, we were given this response from the senior PR manager, Adam Kahn. As always, we don't comment on rumors and speculation. It doesn't look like we'll be told anything until an official announcement. We will keep an eye on this story, that's for sure. Also be aware that game, the Gamefly page that once held Star Wars The Force Unleashed Special Edition is no longer there. So, I... Uh, it's kind of a bit of sketchy news. I mean, stuff like this gets posted all the time. Uh, on, on, I mean, you get Netflix posting DVD release dates before they're supposed to, um, or posting them up for rental or, or what have you. Um, you get it with GameFly. You get all all these sorts of rumors from from these different uh, rental services that might not necessarily know that they're supposed to be, and they're not supposed to be telling people about stuff, but they post it anyways. Um, so we'll see. I don't know what exactly could be in a special edition, uh, unless they intend on releasing some more skins for for the, the game, and, uh, and maybe a couple more levels. I can see them packaging a special edition version of the game with extra levels for those that don't have access to the online stuff um so we'll see we'll see i'll I, I will keep my ears open for news on this one um and let you guys know if anything else comes up uh our next piece of news is that fanboys is finally coming to canada uh fanboys continues its theatrical run as it heads to canada starting friday april 3rd Check out Fanboys playing in Toronto at the AMC Young and Dundas, uh, the Vancouver Cinemark Tinseltown, and the Montreal AMC Forum. Um, director Kyle Newman writes, If you can help get the word out, that would be immense. There are so many Canadian treasures on display in this film, including Seth Rogen, Jay Baruchel, William Shatner, and Rush. Um, with that said, I will be at... at the Cinemark Tinseltown in Vancouver to see the movie probably tomorrow night, which is going to be Sunday. Um, and uh, and if there's any if there's any local Frontlines listeners that want to meet up there and go see uh, Fanboys in Vancouver, uh, send me an email and I'll let you know exactly what my plans are and and maybe you can meet up with us and check out the movie. And if not, if you're in one of these other cities, Toronto or Montreal. Please, please, please go and see the movie this weekend or in like the next week or so, so that they will give it a wider release in in Canada. Because three theaters isn't a lot. Um, 
and there's definitely a lot of people all across Canada that want to see the movie. So uh, that is our news for the week. And here's a bit of collecting news. This is from rebelscum.com. Uh, there's a, a rumor list that they've got here of some Clone Wars figures and Transformers. Um, the Clone Wars figures are Bark Speeder Bike and Clone Trooper, uh, a Crab Droid, Clone Troopers with Jetpacks, and Turbo Tank Gunners. So uh, obviously the Turbo Tank Gunner is probably going to release around the time that the Turbo Tank, the Clone Turbo Tank comes out as a battle pack sort of thing to go with that. Um, the Bark Speeder Bike and Clone Trooper, I think that I already reported on once there were pics of this. Um, that were released just uh, it's it's pretty much the same bark speeder as as we've always gotten uh, but it happens to be like sort of repainted in the blue deco which is something that we saw in uh, in the episode Hidden Enemy um, and it probably just comes with a regular clone trooper uh, it might be a slight repaint or something but uh, but more than likely just a normal bark speeder with clone trooper um, and, uh, and the clone troopers with jetpacks, probably, uh, hearkening back to the movie with the clone troopers that were with Anakin that helped him take out the, um, oh, I can never say this right, the, the Octopotara droids, the, the big, like, eight, uh, like, three-legged, uh, they're just like those gigantic droids. I, I don't know how else to how else to say that. Yeah, they're just the big droids. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I guess that's about it for uh, the Clone Wars figures. Then we've got some Transformers crossovers: Ahsoka Tano and a Magna Guard. Uh, Ahsoka turns into a Jedi Starfighter, and the Magna Guard obviously turns into the Magna Guard Starfighter. Um, so that's about it for collecting news right now. It's uh, not exactly exciting stuff at the moment. There's not a lot of news coming out. Uh, we're still kind of in the wake of Toy Fair, which just sort of gave us all of the all of the toy news that we'll be getting for a while, I think. Um, so with that, I'm going to get into the weekly recap for Hostage Crisis. On the city planet of Coruscant, Duro bounty hunter Cad Bane and his men approach the Senate landing platform. As they get close, the Senate guard warn them that they're entering a restricted area, but obviously the bounty hunter ignores them. He exits his speeder, confronted by the guards. One of them moves in to take him into custody against Bane's advice and is struck by a blaster bolt square in the chest. Unknown to the guards, Aura Singh has been perched across from the platform, waiting for her moment to open fire. She quickly takes out several more as Bane attacks the lead guard. Suddenly, two battle droid commandos, a weak-way gunman, Shahan Alama, and an assassin droid burst from the speeder, assisting Bane in taking out the guards. With the guards dealt with, Bane orders the commando droids to clear the bodies, take their uniforms, and stand guard. At the same time, a second airspeeder arrives, retrieving Aura Singh. Robonino, a small fish-like alien, and two more assassin droids are also in the speeder. Elsewhere in the Senate building, Anakin and Padme are in her office. Anakin, who is supposed to be away on a meditative retreat, wants to go away somewhere with Padme. He's tired of hiding their relationship, 
and wants to go somewhere that they can both be out in the open together. However, Padme is busy working on a new bill that she's trying to stop from passing in the Senate. Padme is focused on her work, but Anakin argues that nothing is more important than their love for one another. He intends to prove it by handing her his lightsaber. He quotes Obi-Wan, this weapon is your life, and hands over the weapon, showing her that his life is in her hands. She remarks that he's teasing her, but he assures her that he isn't, and he embraces her. In the Senate corridors, Bane and his mercenary crew stalk the hallways, headed towards their first target, the Senate power control room. The assassin droids take out the guard and the droids, working at the station, leaving room for Robonino to take over. Bane stresses that, that Robonino not fail him before collecting the rest of the bounty hunters and leaving. Back in Padme's office, Anakin and Padme are interrupted by Bail Organa and C-3PO. Padme quickly pockets Anakin's lightsaber so that nobody will see it on her desk as he hides behind the desk. Organa is there to inform Padme of a meeting of senators to discuss voting on the Enhanced Privacy Invasion Bill. The senators exit, leaving Anakin in the office alone. In the hallways, Bane and his team are approaching their next objective. They wait for the guard change to happen, as all the guards will be in their locker room at once. Once the guards are inside, Bane quickly tosses a thermal detonator into the room, killing the guards. One of the guards isn't dead, though, struggling to call for help. Aura Singh answers the call with her blaster. In a large lobby of the Senate building, Senators Organa and Padme are med met by several other senators to discuss the bill. They are interrupted, however, by the arrival of Cad Bane and his mercenaries. Senator Philo, a blue-skinned grand, doesn't intend on being held hostage and begins to leave, but is shot in the back by Bane. The Duro addresses the remaining senators, moving them all into the center of the room, ordering them to hand over any communications devices. Padme thinks they can overtake the bounty hunters, but Bale advises against it, citing that they are unarmed. In the Chancellor's office, Senator Orne Free Ta enters to inform Palpatine of Bane's arrival. He activates the hollow receiver, revealing Bane. The bounty hunter explains that he is in control of the east wing of the Senate building and has senators as hostages. If they are to be released alive, then Palpatine is to exonerate Zero the Hut from the Republic Detention Center. Palpatine fires back that if he is holding Senators hostage, he will be met with due force. As if on cue, Robonino shuts down all power in the Senate building, locking all doors and cutting off communications to the outside. Back in the lobby, Bane is relieving the Senators of their communication devices, slowly making his way to Padme. She is worried that Bane will find Anakin's lightsaber. He arrives at her and she tries to stall, noticing Anakin in the balcony above. Bane catches her glance and turns, opening fire on the Jedi. Anakin dashes from the balcony, prompting Bane to send uh, two of the bounty hunters after the Jedi. Anakin attempts to contact the Jedi Temple with, with his communicator, but it's being jammed. He turns the corner to be met by Shahan Alama and, and an assassin droid. Without his lightsaber, he's forced to turn tail and hide. As the bounty hunters search for him, Anakin manages to splice his communicator into the Senate intercom, contacting Palpatine's office. The Chancellor informs him of the situation, telling him to get to the power control room to turn the power back on. The bounty hunters overhear the conversation from the halls. 
They enter the room, but Anakin is nowhere to be seen. Crouched behind the comm terminal, Anakin uses the Force to convince the Weequay to leave and check the other floors. Shahan orders the, the assassin droid to take the bottom floor while he goes upstairs. Anakin carefully follows the assassin droid down the steps, pouncing on him and disarming the droid. The two struggle, creating a commotion, alerting Shahan. The Weequay finds the assassin droid offline and partially dismantled, but there are no lightsaber cuts. He returns to the lobby and reports to Bane that the Jedi is unarmed. Bane responds by sending the rest of the bounty hunters to retrieve the Jedi. Meanwhile, Anakin has found the power control room and Robonino. He tries to get in, but the fishy alien locks the door from the inside. Without his lightsaber, he has no way in. Bane contacts Chancellor Palpatine again, this time with more specific instructions. He is to send Orn Free Ta to the detention center with a pardon disc to retrieve Zero the Hut. With Zero free, the hostages will be released. Palpatine agrees re reluctantly. At the power control room, Shahan catches up with Anakin. The Weequay points his blaster at Anakin. The Jedi uses the Force to pull the gun from his hand, but Shahan just smiles as he ducks. Revealing Aura Singh, who opens fire. Anakin dodges the blaster bolts, leaving himself open to attack from the door behind by Robinino, who stuns the Jedi with a jolt of electricity. Palpatine hands Frita the pardon disc as one of the assassin droids arrives. Frita protests as the assassin droid escorts him to the platform. They leave aboard a speeder with a special transport sled attached to the back for Zero. In the lobby, Singh and the others arrive with the unconscious Skywalker. They toss him in with the Senators. Bane contacts 3D, the, the assassin droid with Free Ta. They're just arriving at the detention center. The doors of the center open, revealing Zero. The hut slithers to the transport, and 3D pilots them back to the Senate building. Meanwhile, Rowanino and Shahan begin setting up small devices around the hostages. Bane contacts Palpatine to let him know that he is returning the Senators, but not to try following them until the sun has set. He activates the laser grid, warning the hostages that if they so much as breathe on them, the whole room will go up. As the bounty hunters leave, several gunships arrive, and clone troopers burst through the window in Palpatine's office, securing the room. Troopers exit the gunships, meeting the bounty hunters as they exit the building. But Bane won't be captured that easy. He informs Palpatine of the bombs planted in the lobby. Once again, Bane gets what he wants as the troopers stand down. In the lobby, Anakin wakes up. Padme hands him his lightsaber, which he uses to cut a hole in the floor of the lobby. The senators escape the room just as it explodes. Another daring rescue. The job is done. Zero is free and Bane is getting paid. So there it is. That's, that's the final episode of the season hostage crisis um an obvious reason why they decided to move this one to the season finale is that cad bane is going to be a recurring character on the series he's going to be sort of the uh the proverbial thorn in the side of the jedi and the republic as we go into season two um the uh the preview at the end of of this episode at the end of hostage crisis shows a whole flurry of scenes of Cad Bane, and they look like they're from several different episodes. 
So um, that's pretty exciting. Well, most exciting about that is that, that they've already pretty much finished a whole bunch of episodes. So, uh, yeah, uh, this episode as a season finale works pretty well. Um, it sets up a whole lot while still finishing off the season. It's, it's a good episode by itself, but then there's also the fact that um, it, it lays the groundwork for Zero now being free and, uh, and out there in the galaxy somewhere, most likely with a plot to, uh, to get revenge on the Jedi. Uh, and the Republic, most likely uh, Padme, and uh, and we've got Cad Bane introduced as uh, as pretty much like the most intense bounty hunter in the series, uh, and I say that because Boba Fett is not of age yet. I I wouldn't want to see Boba Fett in the series because he's just going to be that sort of punk little kid, not the Boba Fett that we know, and I prefer to leave Boba Fett. Uh, shrouded in mystery as he is in the classic trilogy and afterwards even even after the classic trilogy you start to get into some ridiculous stuff i mean in the new jedi order when he shows up at the end i don't want to spoil it too much but it's just it's a little bit it's a little bit obnoxious that he's still sort of tooling around in the eu uh as the as the most intense bounty hunter there is but um but at least for Clone Wars, we've got we've got Cad Bane, and and he's he's pretty awesome. He's pretty intense, all on his own. Um, he's sort of got this. I don't know. Maybe we'll get an explanation later on. But he's he's got like these tubes going to his neck that sort of modify his voice a little bit. Um, and I don't know if that's like if from a previous injury or something like that, like he needs those tubes to breathe, kind of like cybernetic implants or something, or uh, or if it's just a, a style thing. Because in one of the scenes we see him uh, in a in a in one of the scenes from season two, we see him in a clone trooper outfit, and it doesn't look like he's got the tubes. I don't know. I'd have to look really carefully, like sort of frame by frame, in order to see that. Um, but yeah, I he's he's kind of got this cowboy look to him. He's got the 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 wide brim hat, uh, which is something that we've not really seen in Star Wars. Is is people wearing sort of like a cowboy hat style thing, and then he's got the trench coat and uh, and obviously the the dual blasters, which makes him look a lot like uh, like Django sort of bounty hunter cowboy persona. Um, and then we've got some other characters in this. We've got uh, Robo Nino, which hilarious name. I don't understand the name, and maybe we'll get like a, a background on that later on. Um, but he's sort of like this little fish-like guy. I'm pretty sure he's a new species. I've never really seen him anything like him before. Um, and he's like a little tech expert, which I guess why he has the Robo word in his name um, or part of his name. Um, and then we've got Aura Singh, who, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a character that was actually in episode one, um, as, during the pod race, she's one of the spectators, and you just kind of see her for a half a second. And then, uh, and then she's made all sorts of appearances in the Expanded Universe. Um, I'm pretty sure that she made an appearance in the Outlander comic book series with, uh, Kiati Mundi. 
and uh, and later on she becomes uh, a dark Jedi, or she was a dark Jedi at one point. I can't remember. I've not really read any of the stuff about Aura Singh, but you can be sure that now that they've got a computer model of her for the show uh, and a voice actress to, to play her, that she will be back. Um, and probably in a much, much larger role in season two. I think that season two is definitely going to be... Um, Maybe a little bit more serialized, where uh, the story's gonna gonna sort of go from one episode to the other, whereas season one was even disjointed. It, it wasn't uh, it wasn't even all along the same chronology. So uh, things were happening out of place all over. So. Um, I'm I get I'm getting the feeling that season two is going to be a little bit more linear, uh, especially if they're going to have like this storyline with Cad Bane, uh, and and him constantly being a pain in the butt for the Republic, more than likely ending with his capture. That's what I would think at least. Um, let's see what else about the episode. Uh, the the moments between Padme and Anakin were nice to see. Um, I'm not sure why Anakin's going on a meditative retreat in in the midst of the Clone Wars. I really like I I find that really hard to believe, but I guess that even you know the greatest hero in the Republic deserves a vacation every once in a while. But I I got to imagine that he's needed somewhere else. But uh, I guess that they needed him here in this story to uh, to play the role he plays. And he ends up uh, he ends up disarmed without his lightsaber, but man, the 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 bounty hunters think, oh great, it's a Jedi with no lightsaber, we can take him out easy, and uh, and he ends up being a little bit more trouble than they expected. But they do outsmart him, and I think that that was pretty cool that they managed to get the drop on him and uh, and knock him out and all that. And but it it ends up all all. All good for the Jedi in the end because he gets his lightsaber back and saves the day, but uh, but nobody ever really questions much why Padme has his lightsaber. I guess she sort of just shrugs off, but oh, I found it in the hallway, and Anakin just dropped his lightsaber. I guess. Well, I guess he just dropped his lightsaber. I guess that's easy to believe. Um, what was cool is that we got introduced to Bail Organa in the series, which is nice. Hopefully, he'll be back as well. Um, I'd like to see a little bit more of him because uh, obviously in, in episode 4 in A New Hope Leia in the recording to Obi-Wan states that uh, Obi-Wan fought for her father in the Clone Wars so I'd like to see a little bit of like the two of them together. I know I need to read Wild Space because Wild Space apparently puts the two of them together. Um, uh, Wild Space is, is a novel about the Clone Wars that takes place before downfall of a droid or sometime around there. I can't remember. Uh, there's a there's a forum topic in the in the Geek Out Loud forums that you can check out. That's all about hostage crisis. If you're if you're curious about that. Um, but yeah, it was nice to see Bail Organa. I'd like to see more of them. Um, and uh, 
Wow, I guess there's really not a lot else to talk about. Uh, it was it, it's it's cool to see Zero free. It's cool to see Zero again in the show because we haven't seen him since the movie. Um, it's just the whole the whole uh, the whole episode on the whole overall was a really great episode. Um, but there's not there's not a lot of nuance to talk about in this one. Um, it was fairly straightforward. Cad Bane is just an intense bounty hunter. Shows up, gets what he wants, uh, outsmarts everybody. You know, frees Zero the Hut. I think, I think one of the reasons why I'm having a hard time talking about it is because all this does. I can't really talk about the episode that much because there's not a lot that happened, other than what I've talked about already. Uh, but I want to talk about all of the stuff that it's going to set up for season two. Um, and all of the all of the awesome potential that it has, but I mean, I could go on for hours and hours and hours on on how awesome season two can be, and uh, but it's kind of pointless because we're just gonna have to wait and see. I mean, it's gonna be several months, and I know that's gonna be hard. We've got the remainder of April, uh, then we've got May, June, July, August. And probably most of September before we're going to see a new episode. So that's uh, that's like almost half a year. Let's see, April, May, June, July, August. That's like five months. It might be six months before we see it. Because, I mean, technically it was March 20th or so that, uh, that we got the last episode. So, yeah, uh, probably like a six-month gap between the end of the, this season and the beginning of the next season. So... Wow, that's a long time to wait. I'm going to have to fill that with a whole bunch of awesome episodes about all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much the episode. That's, uh, that's Hostage Crisis in a nutshell. Um, so with that, I'm going to get into the mailbag. Uh, first piece of mail is from Aaron Ultimus, who Aaron has, has written us before. I think I've read his mail on the podcast before. And he says... No, please tell me you are not getting rid of the Clone Wars podcast. You haven't even put out the latest episode of the Clone Wars podcast. Also, why do a Star Trek podcast when there's only one movie coming out? How do you plan on doing it? If you are going to do it, at least do the Clone Wars podcast too, because I want to hear the last Clone Wars podcast. Can you please reply to me to explain exactly what is going on? Your fan, Aaron Ultimus. Uh, I read that in such a, a an intense matter because... He sent me this email in all caps, which knows, I mean, all caps means business. It's, if you get an email in all caps, um, with exclamation marks as the only punctuation, not to say that he didn't, he also had question marks in the comment here, but, uh, for the the most part, everything has a, has an exclamation mark at the end of it. Um, that means that means that you're worried. This is like yelling. Like he he essentially yelled this at me, and and for good reason. Uh, but it seems that I got him with uh, with my April Fool's joke. And uh, but obviously, if you're listening to this, Aaron, and I did email you right away so that you wouldn't be too worried. Um, it's all good. It was just a joke. We're we're all fine here now. How are you? Uh, there's a little. There's a little throw back to Han Solo. Um, don't worry. 
Clone Wars is not going anywhere. Frontlines isn't going anywhere. I I fully intend to uh, to continue covering Star Wars and Clone Wars news. Um, so so don't worry about that. Uh, I've got a second piece of mail here, and this is from Chris, and he says, "Hey Mike, it's GrievousFan91 from the forums. I just wanted to say I really enjoyed your April Fool's Day joke." I totally like the idea of you doing a Trek podcast between seasons of Clone Wars. Plus, I think the logo in the intro for Frontier was really cool. I, unlike Steve, really enjoy Star Trek, while not as much as Star Wars. I personally think you should do a special episode of Frontlines where you review the new film, toys, there's a lot, and promo items. Just a suggestion for you. Anyway, great job with the show for season one. Live long and prosper, and more importantly, may the force be with you. And that's from Chris, uh, who is also known as GrievousFan91 on the forums. Um, so there's the two opposite sides of, the, of it. Um, I, you know, I might do a, a Star Trek episode when the movie comes out to sort of compare it to, to Star Wars, because... Um, a lot of people have been saying this is sort of like Star Trek, Star Wars style. So, um, I, I mean, I'm totally excited to see it. I am a fan of Star Trek, of the classic series and the next generation, and to a lesser extent, Deep Space Nine, and to absolutely no extent, Voyager and Enterprise, which are just abominations and should be destroyed, every single copy of them, so that no one ever has to view that crap ever again. But... Uh, Classic Trek and Next Gen are, are some of the greatest TV that's ever been made and I really hope that the Star Wars live action series can take a, a note or two from Star Trek and have just as compelling a show as either of those uh, past series. Um, so I mean in this instance we've got Star Trek borrowing from Star Wars and I'd like to see Star Wars borrowing from Star Trek a little bit. I mean I I'm, I'm going to sort of make peace a little bit here. Uh, I, we give Star Trek fans a hard time being Star Wars fans, but I don't think that that's very fair. Both series have excellent, excellent merits. For me, Star Wars is always going to be uh, the more important of the two. I think that it's got a lot more heart than Star Trek does. Star Trek is obviously a more cerebral... Uh, it's sort of more up in, up in the head and uh and that sort of thing it's it's uh it's just not as visceral as star wars which is what the new star trek movie looks to be it looks to be a lot more action-packed a lot more intense uh faster more intense if i can use that phrase um but star trek is always going to be nostalgic for me because i watched it as a kid with my dad so it's always going to be an important series to me especially next gen because me and my dad used to watch that before I was a fan of Star Wars. Um, so, I mean, I'm always going to have that connection to it. And it's a, it's it's got its own elements of it that are great. I mean, if anybody watched the, uh, the Family Guy episode last weekend, uh, Stewie went... Well, they all went to a, a Star Trek convention, and, and the, uh, the panel for Next Gen didn't answer any of the questions like they didn't answer any important questions they answered like these ridiculous questions and so stewie uh builds his own transporter uh like and beams all of like the cast of next gen 
into his room and then spends the day with them. And it's just an, it's an absolutely hilarious episode because they the actors they got all the voice actor like all the actors from Next Gen to play the voices uh, of of themselves like they essentially played themselves, uh, not their characters from Star Trek but themselves, and uh, and they just totally like played them like like goofy kids essentially. You have to see it, and any Star Trek fan would enjoy it. And so that's a great example of how. Family Guy, which which does a Star Wars episode, an entire episode devoted to Star Wars, where they recreate A New Hope, can also do this Star Trek episode, and us geeks, we can enjoy both of them. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, you know, enjoy it all. It's all fun. It's all out there for us to to check out. You don't have to love Star Wars and hate Star Trek. It's no different than these people who love Xbox and hate PlayStation or hate Nintendo. Like, I have a PlayStation 3 and a Nintendo Wii, uh, and, and, and I want to get an Xbox. Uh, I, I, there's not particularly a lot on the Xbox that I want to get, which is why it's not my highest priority. But there are some games. I mean, I don't want to get into all that stuff. But that's kind of a discussion that we're having on the forums. Uh, in the Ask Mike section, a couple of people are asking me if I'm ever going to get an Xbox. And I want to, um, but, you know, it's a cost thing. I've already spent all the money on the on the PS3 and the uh, Nintendo Wii. So, But there's no reason why you can't just love everything. Why you can't love Star Wars and Star Trek and Battlestar Galactica and Babylon 5 and all of these different sci-fi series that are all along the same lines but all awesome for their own reasons. I mean, I don't particularly like Babylon 5. I never really got into Battlestar Galactica. But they're all awesome for their own reasons. And there's nothing wrong with being a fan of every single one of them equally. Or, you know, to one to, to a more extent and then the others to a lesser extent. It's, it's not a big deal. Like, persecuting somebody for liking a science fiction series is not something that as Star Wars fans we should be doing. Because have I not gone on rants before about people who aren't Star Wars fans persecuting us for being such fans of Star Wars? So I mean like there's no there's no problem with it. It's no different than being a fan of Star Wars and being a fan of Indiana Jones. I mean they're not both science fiction but they're both awesome geek worthy series. Geek worthy franchises that we should devote tons of attention to so um i know it was it was all a joke i, I was just kind of like playing on the uh on the general star trek hatred of star wars fans for my april fool's joke and i think that it went over pretty well as far as april fool's jokes are supposed to go but uh, i can't remember who said it on the forums i think it was first reality who said it um April Fools for that 24 hours on April 1st don't believe anything that you read on the internet take everything with a grain of salt and and just get used to it because next year April 1st I'm probably gonna do something else so I uh, yeah get used to the idea that April Fools is going to be a regular tradition around here on front lines so uh, with that said, I'm going to go to the forum post of the week, which is also on this topic. It was also posted by GrievousFan91, Chris, who I just read his, his uh, email. And his post sec subject was, who was fooled? 
and uh, and he put a little poll, and it's 50-50 split for those who have uh, those who voted, and there's been 14 votes. Um, the the choices are I was fooled and didn't fool me, and he says posts here he, he humbly posts I was I was seriously starting to get angry at Mike, but I forgave him. It's not that I don't love Star Trek. I do. It's that he said he didn't like Star Wars anymore, which I totally bought. So I, I mean, I guess I got you guys. I guess uh, I guess the joke is on you guys. But uh, as always, like I'm I'm back here. I'm I'm doing the Clone Wars podcast. I do love Star Wars. Don't worry, not going anywhere. I've said that a bunch of times, but I'm gonna say it again. Do not worry. Frontlines is not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, it's it's far from that. I'm in the works right now. I mean, I'm trying to find a co-host. Uh, I'm talking to, to uh, one of the listeners about coming on and writing reviews for all of the episodes for uh, posting news. And, uh, and I might be opening that up even more. So uh, if you, I guess I'm just going to get into this. Uh, if you're interested in writing a column for uh, the website, uh, send me an email, uh, give me a writing sample. Um, I know that a few of you on, on the forums have been talking about maybe you do like your own uh, audio column for the podcast, but I'd really rather that you do something for the website because I'm thinking that I'm going to be making the website a little bit more of a new site um, and then just sort of having the podcast relay those news stories every week. Um, uh, and as well as other news stories and, and a little bit more uh, sort of specialized stuff um, so that people will go to the website so that the website is a resource for people. So if you want to write news posts, if you want to write uh, articles about whatever, about, you know, like, uh, that, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to open it up. Open it up to submissions. Anybody can write me in, uh, send me an email with an article. And, and I'll let you know uh, if, I'll, if I'm gonna post it or not, and then I'll post it on the website if it's, uh, it's gotta be a certain caliber though, right? Like it's gotta be a certain quality. Uh, I'm not gonna just post anything by anybody. Um, but I do wanna make the site a little bit more, uh, a little bit more of a resource, a little bit more useful uh, in between when the podcasts come out so that uh, people will, will come to the site a little more often. Um, and then, you know, we get people to the site, we get people listening to the podcast, we get more people listening to the podcast, get more people on the forums, uh, we get better sponsorship, all that stuff, and, uh, and, and that just works out well for everybody in the end. So, um, that is my episode for this week, uh, that's the finale for season one, uh, I'll be back, I'm going to take a few weeks off, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't keep your eyes on the... Uh, on the site and on the forum because I'm definitely going to be in the forum more often discussing things while I, because I don't have uh, this other stuff that I got to do to get the podcast ready every week. Um, I'm going to be posting stuff to the site. Uh, we're going to have uh, reviews going up hopefully soon and, uh, and some articles. So obviously like definitely check in with the site in the, in the next few weeks for more news. Uh, and, uh, and I'm, we're going to get close to me uh, announcing the, uh, the uh, interview that's coming up next month. Um, so with that, 
Uh, thank you for listening. Don't forget, check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. Fill out the listener survey. We still use people uh, filling that out. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter is exploding. Uh, everybody should have a Twitter account by now. Our username is Clone Wars. With that, especially with the site expanding and getting more news and articles and that sort of thing, you want to follow us on Twitter because you will get instant updates on Twitter uh, when uh, a podcast shows up, when a new article shows up, when I post anything at all. Um, and head over to Facebook to join our group. We're at 80 members. We're 20 away from 100. So I need 20 more people to go over to Facebook and join the group. And uh, join us on the Geek Out Loud forums at www.geekoutpodcast.com slash forums. Uh, out of all of the friends of Geek Out online uh, that are in the forums, like we're in our own subheading, uh, friends of Geek Out, uh, Geek Out Loud, and there's, there's uh, uh, views from the long box, shadowy flight, there's all these other podcasts on there. Um, we are leading them in topic posts. So that means that we are we might not have the most members in our section of the forum discussing stuff, but you guys are discussing the most out of all of those those podcasts that are on there. So uh, definitely get in there, discuss stuff. We've got a great community. And, uh, and as always, you can feel free to email me, email me your articles, email me. I want to hear what everybody thought of, of season one because um, I want to do a mailbag episode with everybody's reactions to season one. So I want to know what did you think of season one as a whole? What was your favorite episode? Uh, what's your favorite episode of Frontlines? What do you think of Frontlines as a whole uh, for season one? What can I do to improve? What can I do keep doing that's awesome? Um, all that sort of stuff. So email me, mcohen, that's M-C-O-H-E-N, at clonewarspodcast.com. And, uh, and you, you'll more than likely get your email read on the air uh, in that mailbag episode. So uh, thank you guys for joining me this week. And uh, may the force be with you. I will catch you in a couple weeks.